My prediction from the last six months is coming true. This football team has to play a certain way to win a lot of games and to reach their goals, there's one position that needs to overachieve. This is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. This whole season hinges on quarterback play. I have told you this for six months, but how we maximize quarterback play will determine where this team goes in the future. We have seen this in the first three weeks. We've seen how we've played. We've seen all of this stuff. And this quarterback play is going to determine exactly where they go. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the bell. Whenever we get a new um, video put up, you will be notified. And of course, upvote the video itself. Comment below, participate in the show. Um, I haven't quite figured out what my pinned comment will be for tomorrow, but stick around for that because I'm going to start doing that. We're going to put a discussion piece at the start of the show every day. Anyway, maximizing quarterback play. Everybody talks about it. How the quarterback is developed over the next two months will not only shape how Ole Miss does in 2022, but if you maximize it correctly, it will shape what you do in 2023. That sounds absolutely weird whenever you look at this team and there's talent all over the place. One thing I've said probably a couple weeks back, and I think it rings true a little bit, is this Ole Miss team reminds me of, in a lot of ways, Texas A&M from last year. Now, I'm not comparing Jackson Dart to Zach Calzada. That's not what I'm doing here. But what I'm saying is 21 out of 22 positions on the field is where it needs to be. It's built. It's all there. It's going to depend on that quarterback position to where you go. Could Ole Miss go 12-0 this season? They can win all the games on their schedule. Absolutely. There's not an L that you look on their schedule and say, yeah, they can't get that one. But there's also four or five games that if somebody told you they lost those games, you would also not be surprised. So we're looking at a high ceiling uh, mid-level four type situation. This team, I don't think has, it doesn't have nine in, or three and nine in the gun. I don't think we have to worry about that. I think the four to this team will probably be somewhere between six and seven teams, seven games. And that's actually up a little bit because my preseason prediction of a four was five wins. And um, Derek Vandegrift, you know, picks with me on that. Also, real quick, we'll just do an aside. If you guys haven't checked out our spaces on Tuesday night, please do so. We do it on Twitter every Tuesday night at 8 Eastern, 
7 Central this past week, we had Rod Reed, Marcel Reed's dad, was in there talking all about his recruitment. A couple weeks ago, we had Tracy Ivey, which is Jared Ivey's mom in there. So you never know who's going to stop by these spaces. So join them, listen to what's going on. We talk about a little bit of Ole Miss football. We talk about the upcoming opponent, and we try to have a little fun. It's normally me and Derek and Tom and Kara in there, plus our uh, range of hosts and guests that come in as well. So check us out Tuesday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, Twitter Spaces. All right. The maximization of the quarterback position is what's going to determine whether or not this team can win 11 games or this team wins seven games, period. That That is what's going to happen. Now, if you take that into account, if that is the lens in, what you look, in which you look at this situation, you understand a little bit the pressure that is on Lane Kiffin right now. Now, we don't play the quarterback competition game because, I mean, We've seen stats. Jason Dart's thrown 60 passes. Luke's thrown 11. You can say it's a competition. Okay, but it's not really a competition. Luke with a dinged-up shoulder. I think this is all mind games that they're playing with Kentucky in mind, with SEC play in mind. Because it is important to know that there are GAs that gets the game every week, cuts it up, and prepares for the next week's game. And it's just an assembly line. The GA will cut all 12 opponents or all 11 opponents or however many's left each week and break that film down. And they're doing that with us too. So I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship involved with Kentucky to where they play games so maybe you prepare a little bit differently. Maybe the plays are called a little bit differently from Luke or or for Jackson, or the offense looks a little different each way and everything, but that makes the opponent have to, we need to practice this. Because they're not they're not doing any install right now for Ole Miss. Um, but they will be starting really Monday for Kentucky. So the longer you can make this quarterback competition go on, the better off you could be. Even if they don't buy it at all, you still make them put the doubt, the question in their mind. And coaches are notorious over-preparers. They're like the Peyton Manning of just normal human beings at their job. It's not enough to have 100% of the information that you can have. Coaches prefer to have 300%. And they don't care that 200% of that information is worthless. They want to know about it just in case. So that is the reason you play this game. You play on the natural inclination of football coaches to over-prepare. And maybe a play or two gets put in by the service team whenever they start breaking down Ole Miss. And there's one or two plays that are just useless in real life. They're just run for nothing. They're not going to see that. But it got done because of this quarterback competition. So this year in so many ways hinges on that quarterback position. And I think Lane knows that because, A, the way he is handling this, being so cautious and everything, 
the way he is slowly bringing along a quarterback, because I do think he's slowly bringing along Jackson, and the offense will open up as it needs to, but not really until it needs to. They're going to play safe. They just absolutely are. They're going to play safe football. And that's just kind of what they do. And they have a chance to be really, really good this season. I talked, I don't know, in August and July about how this team could be good in 2022, but they're really going for 2023. Scratch that. We can accomplish all of our goals in 2022. Will we? I don't know. Because a game, a game is a self-contained little series of data that it doesn't matter necessarily where you are on the line. For that three-hour period, it could go pear-shaped on you. You could have a bad day. It just happens. So whenever people freak out about a loss, and if they lose, we're probably going to freak out. I get that. But it's also to have a little bit of context as to why that game was lost. Sometimes you lose a game because the other team is just so far superior to you. Sometimes, a very small percentage of the time, you lose a game because of mistakes you made. And sometimes you lose a game because it just wasn't your day. You've heard, we've all heard that, situa- that saying, it just, just wasn't your day. It just wasn't your day. And there's three separate reactions that need to come from that. Most games, I immediately throw it away. That's just what I do. I've, I've been in that building. I've been in the Manning Center. I, you kind of train yourself to just throw it away and get ready for the next stuff. It's, I am so much programmed for the next task task and then between military and Ole Miss and all that stuff there's just not much time to dwell so honestly and this is kind of a um, inside baseball thing that I'm about to tell y'all the Monday show the recap show I had to train myself to do because I realized that there are people that aren't quite past whatever happened good or bad they're not ready to let it go just yet me, I wake up Sunday morning, I'm already thinking about the next opponent and how we can break down that. And I had to make myself just like, hey, we need to do takeaways or something on Monday so people have another chance to look back, another chance to digest it. Maybe they weren't able to see it and they want another perspective of it. So that's the reason we do the Monday show. And then we move on to the next opponent. And... We do our key show, and then we do our um, Ole Miss win show that on Tuesday and Wednesday. On Thursday, we do more of a big picture show, which, which if you notice, that's what we're doing right now. It's not so much based on Tulsa as it's based on the whole season. It's, it's a way that we can take what we know and what we've seen and project it forward. And... 
I think that's very, very important to, to do, honestly. It's just real important to do. Anyway, you remember when winning felt easy? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone, wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It has valid, uh, it's been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea best boosts free testosterone that aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. It can also help you re-energize your life and help you get back to that powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. So, here's your offer. Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, the most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. That's text college to 231-231. Messaging data rates apply. Terms apply. Available at nugenics.com slash terms. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. So do us a favor. Leave a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. That'll help others find the podcast in the future. We've been doing this for six months, and I searched the Google machine the other day. Ole Miss Podcast, put it in there. The Lockdown Ole Miss Podcast came up first. That's what we want. That is what the five-star review is all about. So thank you very much for doing that, and let's keep up the good work on that as well. So how should we judge the quarterback this year? It's interesting because Mississippians, at its core, is very tribal people, you know? And I say that all the time, but, it, I mean, it's true. If you give us two options, we will pick teams and fight to the death. It doesn't matter what the two options are. Let's go. That's what Mississippians do. That's what we are best at. And Lane Kiffin learned that lesson this year whenever he made the – Jackson Dart versus Luke Altmary thing and drug it out as long as he did. Eventually, people would camp out on both sides and it would turn into a little bit of a war. So, this isn't so much about Luke Altmaier versus Jackson Dart, though if you watch my videos for any length of time, you know where I sit on that subject at the moment. But, whoever plays quarterback this year at Ole Miss, how should we judge it? How should we look at it? What does it matter? And the important thing to realize with playing quarterback, which is the most important and most visible position in all of the sports, if you don't have one, you can't win. If you do, you might be able to win. If you've got a great one, you can do special things. That is what this position entails. Now, Quarterbacks are going to make mistakes. I said yesterday, Tom Brady fumbled a snap in New Orleans. Quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. Quarterbacks are going to make putrid passes. 
It just happens. It's all part of the process. Nobody is perfect. Tom Brady is the GOAT, still makes mistakes. So it would not be fair to judge a quarterback based off an individual pass. If he has 75 plays and 73 of them are good, it's not really fair to judge him on those two plays. And that doesn't matter if it's Luke or Jackson in the game at the time. What we need to do, and I've harped on this pretty much all week whenever I did the keys of the game and why Ole Miss win, we need to harp on the operation this year. The operation becomes the important part of the offense. You've got this running back with Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins. You've got this offensive line. You have a young quarterback that you're basically trying to protect who the last two games have made passes that have just been absolutely phenomenal. He's also made passes that makes you think a little bit. But, you can see him flashing the tool set all over the place. So how should we judge the quarterbacks this year? And I think we need to do this. Basically, it doesn't matter what he does. One interception and below, he had a good game. Um, one touchdown, two touchdowns and um, interceptions, he had a good game. An interception is what determines if it's a good or a bad game, essentially. He throws two picks, it's a bad game. Three picks, bad game. One or below, good game. Zero and a couple of touchdowns, it is possible for him to have a great game. I think that is how we should use, we should view the quarterback this season, honestly. Because, I mean, they, he kind of deserves it. He made some excellent passes against Georgia Tech. He made one really bad one. Same thing happened against um, Troy, I believe, also. Just kind of looked down the middle of the field, did it, and Troy was able to pick him off as well. Now, this is important to realize. He's got two picks this year. Not the best picks. He's obviously made a mistake. Young quarterbacks are going to make mistakes. But Will Levis, who is a potential first-round draft pick, has four picks already. Same number of games. So, we need to get past the point to where we micro-judge these quarterbacks and just look back at the game. Yeah, he had a decent game. Now, if you're expecting an air raid, Jordan Talmu type system where they throw the ball 43 times, he goes 30 of... 43 for 325 and three touchdowns. Not going to do that. That's not what they're doing this year. They don't have to do that. You, I mean, this situation where 15 or 22, 13 or 20, that's what the passing lines are going to look like this year because they can't. That's the amazing thing when it comes to Lane Kiffin. People don't realize how much of a runner. He is. Everybody assumes air raid because he likes to chunk the ball deep. He throws the arms in the air, the whole nine yards. But it's not quite the way it works. He's a good coach, but he is a student of Norm Chow, and Norm Chow liked to run the ball. Lindell White and Reggie Bush 
Matt Liner doesn't want a Heisman without those guys. So it's going to be, I don't know, a kind of a balanced offense, but it's going to be balanced on what they have the advantage on doing. If you play a team that can load up and stop the run, you might have to throw the ball up more, throw the ball more, which tells me that this year hinges on the quarterback and our ability to maximize it, uh, maximize that position and what he is going to do. I mean, it, it, it pretty cut and dry for me. It is really cut and dry for me. All right. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your pro college and pro betting needs and sports info this season. Got a fun list right here. Um, Brian Harson is um, three to two odds of being fired. He's on. This is like basically the hot seat list. This is the BetOnline odds of coaches being fired. Next is Jeff Collins. He is seven to four, so he's pretty close to Brian Harson. Neil Brown at West Virginia is thirteen and two. David Shaw is on the list. It's amazing. Seven to one. Um, Jeff Scott from South Florida is nine to one. Jay Norvell, Colorado State, is ten to one. Let's see. Jimbo Fisher's twenty to one. Scott Satterfield's twenty to one. Steve Sarkeesian is twenty to one. And Marcus Freeman from Notre Dame. This is like he's coached four games, is thirty-three to one. But that is kind of the hot seat list from Bet Online. You can find all the latest football league developments, games, matchups, news, and podcasts. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sporting, wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. It's BetOnline. It's where the game starts. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, hit the bell for notifications. Of course, upvote the video itself and participate in the comments. And now there's going to be a way that you can do some of that and actually win something, get something back. And that is because Kara wants to give away some free swag today. Kara, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? So my good friends from uh, University of Tradition sent me some hats. Uh, these are mine, but I also got some other ones in. I got a powder blue, and then I think I have one that's similar to this one as well. So I'll get those out in a photo. But uh, yeah, good friends here, family-run business, wonderful. I love these hats. They're comfy, um, but definitely can't wait to uh, give some of these away. All right. Um, what do you want to do? How, what do you want to do to give these give the give away one hat this week? Okay, guys. So in order to win the hat, you have to subscribe to the podcast and then leave a comment in the comment section with your favorite Ole Miss memory. Uh, any kind of story, let us know. Best story, best memory wins the hat. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. And that is University Traditions, right? Yes. Yeah. Good stuff, and we're going to do that this week, and we're going to have a giveaway again next week as well. So, all right, so we will move on to what's going on because you kind of had a little bit of a a hot take this week about Lane and job opening season, which is about to start in about two months. Actually, you're starting to hear it from national media already, but 
it's going to really kick off in a couple of months. And what is your hot take when it comes to lane and job openings? Okay, so hear me out. My hot take is recently Lane talked about why he uh, stepped off the gas and like hit the brakes a little against Georgia Tech. He said that he started to think about Jeff Collins and his job and he decided like kind of to pull the reins a little bit and not really like, you know, keep it where it is. So in my mind, he had some empathy with Alabama and Georgia on our schedule next year, I've decided there's no way Lane's empathy will allow him to leave us with that schedule. Okay. You, you think he's um, – he wants to make sure Ole Miss is in their best foot forward with those games that are on the schedule. Well, I also think, too, with both Bama and – obviously we have Bama every year, but with Georgia added to it, I think a lot of people might say, oh, he's running scared. Now, of course, if he goes to Auburn, he'd have to play those two anyway. But – um, some might say, oh, he, he jumped out before he can really like show against the big teams in one year. But I've decided to go from an empathetic standpoint. If he has all that empathy, he would not want to leave us high and dry with that on our schedule next season. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I'm kind of there with you. I, I see that. I don't think he would want to leave Ole Miss high and dry with them coming up on the schedule. And if you look at the schedule, the 2023 schedule was released yesterday. Um, Alabama is back in September. Georgia is in um, November. Um, and the most interesting thing to me is Mississippi State. The um, five days before they play Ole Miss, they play Southern Mississippi. And then they, they play Ole Miss. Yeah. And so it's back-to-back for the Bulldogs. It is. Um, yeah, the schedule's pretty – I think uh, we got a few in there that's – but it's nicely even, honestly. Like, it doesn't put everything in the way. It kind of, like, gives us a little break um, on some of the games. I I don't know how I feel yet about having Bama back in September. <laughs> you know? Um, LSU in September. That that was the weird yeah, thing to me. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll revisit that thought after we play them in mm. November and see if I really want them back in September or how I feel about them back in September. Um, but – I felt like we kind of got a break this season to not have them right off the bat. So uh, I guess we'll find out. Now, if Alabama and Georgia could have a rebuilding year next year, that'd be great. Like, I would be really happy. Yeah, that'd be super. At least um, the funny thing is we're like, at least Stetson Bennett's gone, and he's a Mm two-star out of – yeah. But, yeah, he he is gone. So they'll just be plugging in a five-star, which, you know, Georgia's had a bunch of quarterbacks – that were five stars that at Georgia did not exactly perform the way they were supposed to. They've ended up going to the pros and having huge careers um, or transferring to Ohio State, but it never actually happened at Georgia. I mean, Matt Stafford was good at Georgia. He wasn't anything special. Yeah, I mean, you think Aaron's not really, didn't really have a long career. Um, Jake Fromm is okay. I guess <laughs> um, he's kind of a Colt McCoy career backup, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, not a lot coming out of Georgia there in that sense. Yeah, I guess they, it's only just the one. Yeah. They have five star after five star, but there's not really a whole lot to show for it. Anyway, let's move on to um, the Georgia tech game. What were your thoughts on the Rebs against Georgia tech? You know, I thought we looked really well. Um, you know, if you look at, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's rat poison, and we haven't played anyone yet, like, so you can't really read into it. 
But man, even playing okay, so I can't remember the last time we only allowed 13 points. I'm gonna be honest. That to me is so telling of where this mm. team's head is at. I, I can't remember the last time, even just playing like a central Arkansas or playing like a you know, two lane that we allowed that little points within a game. Uh within two three games. Um yeah. Yeah. So I think Nor- I it's hard not to like get really excited, but at the same time, I think you could still have a little bit of excitement seeing those kind of things and those kind of improvements. Cause uh, we haven't really, um, you know, we've given up a lot in the second half. And if we do have a big lead, we've, t- we've tended to get a little cocky and just kind of let them come back when they shouldn't have. And you are really not seeing that a lot this season. And I, uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it, it is exciting to see. Yeah, even when Ole Miss has played cupcakes in the past, they've ended up and given like 45 points in three games. And we're like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is a really good defense out there. They only gave up 45 points over three games. Mm-hmm. That's 15 points a game. That's nothing like this. This is 4.3 points a game. This is this is big boy stuff. This is one point away from what Georgia's doing. So that's that that is interesting to me. Now, I had the guys on the show from the Golden Hurricanes which is the Tulsa podcast. I just like saying Golden Hurricast. Um, <laughs> and they talked all about um, Tulsa's passing game and Ole Miss's streak of giving up 21 or less points a game is in jeopardy this week. Tulsa can score the ball. I think their defense is gettable. What's your read on that game? Uh, I think this will be a true test for us. Um It'll be nice to watch kind of how our defense is against the pass. It looks like the guys are really excited, though, to play Tulsa. Uh, I guess in a way, from their standpoint, which I like, they're very hungry. Um, they seem to be – they really want the uh, the challenge. They feel like maybe the other offenses weren't really as much of a challenge so far, um, even though in my eyes, I'm like, well, I love to hear that because in the past, like, it hasn't been like that for Ole Miss fans. So – these guys are hungry they, they are welcoming of the challenge um they're ready to go for it so uh it'll be nice also to see going into kentucky and some of these other games like how we do against the pass um this guy can sling it uh so um i'm really kind of interested in the defense offense we definitely need to keep that work uh i think jack uh did a great job in the beginning and then he kind of slagged off a little and then he came back in the second half and kind of fixed some of those things after kind of getting his butt chewed out by lane so, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll be able to run as much as we did on Tech. We're going to have to pass, which is which is good. I think we need to start letting Jackson throw a little bit. Um, we need to let him air it out. We need to let him do that because we're not going to go into SEC play and run the ball like we did uh, versus Georgia Tech. Yeah, and if we do, nobody's beating us. If Ole Miss can do that in SEC play all the oh, way yeah. through, yeah, nope, Ole Miss isn't losing a game. But eventually they will have to throw the ball. There will be adversity hit. We have to wait for that to happen. Now let's move on. Let's let's put the cart ahead of the horse for a second. And Kentucky, 11 a.m. ESPN next weekend. That has a chance to be a super big game. What's your, what's your read on that? Kentucky scares me. Um, I think I'm not as confident against Kentucky as I am some of the other matchups we have down the line. Um you know, Kentucky's really trying to prove something. Uh, I think we can all thank uh, Calipari for pissing off Mark Stoops right before the season. Um, so I think, uh, you know, they're really going to come in and they're going to try and prove, like, we are a football program here at Kentucky. Um, 
we can lead in the SEC. We can do well. So um, I think we are going to have our work cut out. I think there's a lot of things on offense we still need to work on. Um, I think defense-wise, like, I think we're looking great. Uh, but I, I'm I'm worried about Kentucky. I won't lie. I, I think Kentucky's really coming – uh, going to surprise people a lot this season. Yeah, after this weekend, that has a chance to be a top 10, fairly close matchup, depending on how the poll shakes out, um, with Ole Miss being number 13 in the, um, I think, the coaches poll at mm-hmm. the moment. So there's, there's a chance to be a top 10 matchup. you got the Alabama-Arkansas game that same weekend, which has a chance to be a top 10 matchup as well. So that's kind of the separation Saturday. on Like Ole Miss and Arkansas is a part of it again because the last time we played Alabama – and they play Georgia, and this time they're going to get Alabama and we get Kentucky. So it should be pretty interesting. Anyway, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen. Everyday host Chris Gordy and his local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes or less. Make Locked On SEC your second listen. Locked On SEC. Hey, everybody that's watching this, go down there, subscribe to the channel, Leave a comment down below of your favorite Ole Miss story for a chance to win this hat. Kara's going to comb through the answers, pick out the best one, and get you some free swag. Anyway, Kara, thank you so much for coming on the show this week, and we'll we'll do it again next week. Thank you. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.